blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord of hosts. Bless, O Lord. The reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to of the law, sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed when they sought to bring in and lay before him, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd. They went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tilling, tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today was about our Lord Jesus Christ healing the paralytic man and forgiving his sins. And one of the, the lessons that we, we usually talk about, because this is a proof of our Lord Jesus Christ's divinity, right? Because uh, the people sort of argued with him and said, who could be the person who could forgive sins except God? And so our Lord Jesus Christ shows the people that he has the authority to forgive sins by not only forgiving his sins first, but then also uh, by healing him and allowing him to walk. I mentioned last week that this month's Gospels, all of the Gospels of this month, are reflecting or revolving around or meditating on some aspect of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so if you read carefully this passage, you will see there is no mention of the Holy Spirit at all. But there is something here that reminds us of the Holy Spirit and something that I want to talk about today. And it's not apparent or obvious right away when we read the passage. When our Lord Jesus Christ says, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Yes, of course, our Lord Jesus Christ as God has authority to forgive sins. And he said this in the passage. He says, So that you know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he, raised, he made the man 
uh, rise up and, and be able to walk. But the key here, at least why our mother of the church puts this uh, passage in this particular season or this particular part of the church, is that forgiveness of sins is one of the main works of the Holy Spirit. Okay, Forgiveness of sins is one of the main works of the Holy Spirit. If you remember after his resurrection, our Lord Jesus Christ, he breathed into the face of the disciples and what did he say? He said, receive the Holy Spirit. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then what is the thing right after when he said, receive the Holy Spirit? He said, For, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So here he ties, our Lord Jesus Christ ties the Holy Spirit with the power to forgive sins. Of course, uh, in that particular instance, he's speaking about priestly authority, uh, in, especially in, in dealing with confession. Uh, but in general, he is also saying or tying the two things together the Holy Spirit, and forgiveness of sins. And if you contrast or compare, you know, when our Lord Jesus Christ breathed on the disciples, it was a very uh, subtle thing compared to when they actually received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, right? The day of Pentecost, there was a flame of fire coming on all their heads. When, when our Lord Jesus Christ breathed on them, it was very subtle. It was something sort of almost like a, more natural. Uh, having the Holy Spirit within us is though beyond our natural powers. It's not something like breathing or eating or drinking. All of these things are natural to our human life. But having the Holy Spirit within us is of a higher order altogether. But when our Lord Jesus Christ gives this authority or this power or this gift to the disciples, He accompanies it with a really kind of ordinary sign. Just breathing, human breath. And He says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The giving of the Holy Spirit or the giving of this authority to forgive sins under the sign of breath is immediately linked with the reality of forgiveness within the church. The power, like I said before, of giving absolution that was transmitted by our Lord Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit to the apostles. And this passage does have to do with the successors of the ordained priesthood, but it also points to the fact that forgiveness of sins has to be at the heart of any church community shaped by the Holy Spirit. So the thing that makes us truly a community or in fellowship is that we have forgiveness as a fundamental value. Last week we heard uh, the gospel. Our Lord Jesus Christ was talking about the Lord's Prayer. The disciples asked him to teach us to pray and he taught them the Lord's Prayer. And he tells them, if you don't forgive the sins of others, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. And which one of us can say that we have not sinned? Right? So all of us have sinned. And so our Lord Jesus Christ, he lays out the deal very clearly. Unless we forgive, we're not going to be forgiven. Unless we forgive, we're not going to be forgiven. And however difficult it might be for us to forgive wrongs that have been done to us, our Lord Jesus Christ announces this or says this prayer as good news because every one of us will benefit. And without, without it, none of us really can have hope. Forgiveness is not easy. But our mother of the church puts this passage here to remind us that it can be easy with the power of the Holy Spirit when He's helping us. When we look at how our world has sort of rebelled against God, you have to wonder, you know, how could all of this sin in this world, in the entire earth, 
be forgiven. But nothing is impossible for the Holy Spirit who offers forgiveness to all of us. If the Holy Spirit can forgive all of this, then surely He can give us the power to forgive when we find it difficult, even when we find it impossible. Because if it sometimes feels like we don't have the natural power to forgive, the power to forgive is entirely natural to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in our hearts, what's natural to Him becomes second nature to us. Even the, the Catholic epistle says they are partakers of the divine nature. So we are, we are granted this power to forgive when we unite ourselves with God. Why should we forgive sins? If we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. This is what our Lord Jesus Christ says. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Who are the people that we should forgive? In the Gospel of St. Luke, Christ says, Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And finally, we think about how can we forgive? And the answer to this again is tied to the Holy Spirit. When St. Paul talks in Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So the Holy Spirit helps us understand, appreciate, live out God's unconditional forgiveness in Christ. St. Paul, he writes, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the richness of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So I should ask God to help me more fully understand, to more fully appreciate, to more fully live out the truth of God's forgiveness in my own life so that I can offer it to others. The Holy Spirit teaches us that unless we learn to forgive others, God is not going to restore our fellowship with Him. I need to ask God to help me to stop holding grudges, to stop holding resentment, to stop holding anything against anyone so as not to hinder my fellowship with my Heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit allows the grace of Christ's forgiveness to penetrate into all corners of our emotions, our minds, our perceptions. Many people allow only think about God's grace sort of on a, or appreciate it on an intellectual level without it sort of piercing into the layers of our emotions, our attitudes. Those type of people tend to think very critically of others. They've not fully appreciated how much God has forgiven them. St. Paul encountered those kind of people in the church in Galatia. When he, when he writes, he says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So I need to ask God to allow us to learn to forgive and so that this freedom can penetrate into all dimensions and layers of our life in my relationship in my ministries
The Holy Spirit helps me to forgive others and teaches me to be merciful like our Father in Heaven is merciful. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. So I need to ask God to help me to be less critical, less judgmental, less harsh with people, remembering how much God overlooks my faults. You know, every day when we pray the Thanksgiving prayer, we thank God because He has covered us. Covered us means He hides my sins. He hides my sins from other people. So in the same way that God hides my sins from others, I should hide the sins of others. I should cover people's sins rather than exposing them, rather than making them into something larger than they need to be. The Holy Spirit also gives us the power or helps us to heal from past rejections, from past accusations, from past abuses through His grace. We've all experienced like terrible like adversity in, in, in past experiences. Instead of dwelling on these past hurts, the Holy Spirit has a way of using them to give us greater empathy for those who are going through similar hardships. St. Paul wrote, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So I need to ask the Holy Spirit to help me, to heal me emotionally, mentally, physically, relationally, and spiritually from past hurts. David, and he wrote in the Psalms, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Holy Spirit also convicts us when we try to have a higher standard than God for accepting others. He convicts us when we try to have a higher standard than God for accepting others. St. Paul, he writes, The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. So we thank God that he has given us the Holy Spirit to be, help us to discern and determine what is proper, appropriate, and beneficial for each individual. The Holy Spirit helps us to resist the temptation to be vengeful, helping us to live by the golden rule that our Lord Jesus Christ gave us, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Christ says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Lend without expecting anything back. All of these things are impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness it sounds like something that can come easy, but true forgiveness where I really let go and I really allow the person to have returned to their former state in my life is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not an easy thing. It's not something that I can obtain on my own. The Holy Spirit helps me to avoid reacting out of my hurt emotions and directs me to objectively think before I speak, before I act, before I respond. The Holy Spirit can transform us through the power of the Word of God so that we're able to respond in love, even when we're provoked. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And how did God speak? How did Christ speak even when He was provoked? He spoke in love. The Holy Spirit also helps us to take responsibility for my own faults, my own failures, without succumbing to the temptation of blaming others. St. James, he writes in the epistles, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you cannot obtain it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You ask with wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasures, 
Submit to yourselves. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will draw near to you. Wash your hands and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So the Holy Spirit helps us to take responsibility for our own faults, our own failures, our own improper attitudes. And at the same time, when he makes us aware of those things, then it allows me to see the faults of others and sympathize with them rather than blame. So it gives me the power to forgive. We need to have, or we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us this power to forgive sins. God forgave the sins of this man, proving his divinity, proving that forgiveness of sins is a divine attribute. And like I said, as we read before in the Catholic epistle, our, uh, God wants us to share in his divine attributes, to be loving as God is loving, to be patient as God is patient, to be humble as God is humble, and also to be forgiving as God is forgiving. May the Holy Spirit dwell in us and strengthen and be strengthened in, in us so that we can have the power to forgive sins of others and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Blessed God.